Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. Thank you so much for stopping by today. And if you're new here, well, what are you going to listen to today? Well, we have a lot of great things on the Grant Writing and Funding podcast. And what I'm here to help you do is to grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission and the funding and the capacity of the nonprofit that you currently serve at, if you're a nonprofit leader or even a volunteer, or if you're a freelance grant writer, a nonprofit consultant, or aspire to be one, um, the funding that you want to grow for nonprofits and for your business, the capacity you want to grow for nonprofits and your business, and of course, the impact of the mission that you want to have and to help others achieve. All right, guys, so we cover everything. Sometimes I have expert guests on, uh, like next week, I'll have Mr. Sean Kosofsky of the Nonprofit Fixer. Last week, we had Rodney Walker, CEO of Grant Central USA. And sometimes I just teach you different activities, how to grow that capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. All right, so that is today. I have a solo episode today, which also includes a free resource downloadable. So if you want the roadmap, um, it is called your freelance grant writer starter guide, five steps to get your first 10 clients. So yes, we will be focusing on aspiring uh, freelance grant writers or nonprofit consultants, or even if you've been in the business for a while, but you want to build up your capacity, it doesn't have to be your first 10 clients, but maybe you want 10 more clients right? So definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 157 to get this free roadmap. It is very comprehensive and I just actually revised it. So if you've downloaded it recently, you want to go back in and check it because I just added a whole bunch of examples and more links as well. So it's very comprehensive. It's about 30 pages and it has a lot of great resources um, and links and the steps, but it includes a pathway as well as a tracker so you can check off when you get done with each step. But you will definitely be able to get at least 50 leads and from there, we want you to get 10 paying clients. All right, so let's go ahead and go over the steps, right? What are those five steps then? We will be focusing on that in today's podcast. I'm actually going to teach you those steps. Um, So you can go ahead once again and download this roadmap for free um, at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 157, or you can take out a piece of paper, right, and follow along with this. Um, I know a lot of you guys like to listen to this when you're driving, when you're working out, when you're washing the dishes, (laughs) right, as well. So no worries if you need to come back to it, but do come back to it um, and really do the activities so you can see success. Now, um, before we get started today, I also just wanted to mention that we do have an upcoming 
five-day Facebook challenge for freelance grant writers. That is going to be in early March of 2021. So um, if you do get grab that downloadable, I'll also send you an email and let you know when that's open. And of course, we also have the opening. I only opened my live freelance grant writing master course, which is an eight-week course twice a year. And that is coming up soon in March as well. So I'm really excited that that will be open. So if you've been waiting, I've been getting emails from people saying they're waiting for that to open. Um, some people are already saving up money so they can get in on that. So it's really great. But once the doors close, I don't let anyone in because it's a part of a cohort, right? So you'll be in that eight weeks with other people. It's a group coaching and I give you all of the materials. There's tons of videos, downloadables, templates, and it really has helped people, you know, actually get to the next step in their business. So really, we have a lot of great feedback from a lot of um, people that go through all the students that go through it. I know one of my students the other day just sent me here. He's like, Holly, check out my website. That's now published. So really, really cool stuff. Um, another lady was like, oh my gosh, I just I'm getting on another new client already. So really great things that we see from that cohort. Um, once again, this is only open twice a year. Um, so for our spring 2021, it opens in March and the doors will also close in March. So once you're in, you're in and I will not offer this again until the fall. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get started on this today. So in order for you to get those 10 clients, those first 10 clients, or to get 10 more clients, we really need to go back to the foundations. So step one for our five steps in how to get these 10 clients is to identify your current skill sets, okay? So step one is to identify your skill sets. And what do I mean by this? Well, here's some examples. Maybe you're really good at writing foundation grants, or maybe you're really good at writing federal grants. Or maybe you don't have a lot of grant writing experience or any, and I have a grant writing master course that you can definitely take for that to improve that so you can go get clients. Um, but maybe you also can bring to the table, you know how to write corporate solicitation letters or social media copy. You know how to create press releases. Or maybe you have a legal background, so you have technical writing in that style, right? Or an academic background where you have technical writing in that type of style. Maybe you're really great at APA, <laughs> whatever, right? So I want you to think about what are your skill sets and just, you know, because some of you might not have a lot of grant writing experience and you think, and then you suffer from imposter syndrome and all of that stuff, right? So first we need to be clear on what skill sets do you have? right? And maybe you have both foundation and federal grant writing, but you like one more than the other. So I want you to really identify this because we are going to niche down. Now, before you freak out and say, oh my gosh, why would I niche down? I just serve nonprofits, right? I, won't I be able to get more clients if I just serve nonprofits in general? Well, I am here to say no, <laughs> all right? And I'm not saying if there's outliers, don't you know, you can definitely take them, but I'm saying let's get clear because when you're trying to land your first clients as soon as possible, you want to go with what skills you have in your toolbox, right? And you want to know 
how to reach out to these ones because just reaching out to nonprofits in general can be a little overwhelming. It, there's over 1.5 million nonprofits in the U.S. alone, you guys. So there's a lot. And believe you me, there are not that many freelance grant writers or nonprofit consultants, right? This expertise and this profession is not saturated. Let me repeat that. This profession is not saturated, meaning you are able to get clients. And the more precise you are and know what you bring to the table, the better chances you are of getting clients. Now, an example of this is I just had someone reach out to me on LinkedIn the other day. And she said, hey, Holly, um, you know, what I do is I write federal grants for higher education institutions. Very specific, right? She has a specific skill set, federal right, federal grants, and a specific target nonprofit, higher education, right? So it was really cool. And she's like, you know, so if you ever have anyone um, that can do these types of grants, please send them my way. Obviously, she has more work than she, you know what I mean, just for her. She wants to expand a little bit because she's getting so many leads or so many referrals are coming to her. And that, you guys, is how it works. So I want you to identify what skill sets you have. And maybe you said, well, Holly, I don't have that many. That's okay, because the second part of step one is to say, what types of skill sets do you want to develop or increase? So an example could be taking a federal grant writing online course. So you learn how to develop federal grant writing skills better, right? So I want you to go ahead and say, what skill sets do I have to bring to the table as far as my writing? And what do I want to develop or increase? So that is step one. Step two is now to identify your passion, knowledge, and experience. And what do I mean by this? Well, your skill sets are your tangible skills that you bring to the table, right? Now, this is a little bit more broader. It's more of your interest. It's more of maybe some experiences you had, not so much in technical writing, but just in the arena of nonprofits. So some examples could be working, volunteering, or serving on a board of directors at a nonprofit. Maybe you are an instructor on a certain subject. So maybe you teach at a university, um, you know, you do some adjunct work teaching creative writing, or you teach about sociology, you know, different types of topics, or marine biology, right? So you're very familiar with a certain expert subject matter. Um, another thing could be you work in a certain field. Maybe you work with law enforcement or you work with a youth organization, right? So you have that experience about nonprofits or just about a certain industry that you can bring to the table. Or maybe you are an advocate for a social cause. Maybe you advocate for climate change. You know, you advocate for women empowerment. You do different things like that. So you can definitely write those down. I want you really brainstorming and think, well, you know, maybe I don't know how to write foundation grants yet. I know a little bit about federal grants, but you know what? I know a lot about youth at risk. I know because I've worked in those programs or I know a lot about climate change because I teach a class on climate change um, and I do a lot of advocacy for that. So think about, you know, what kind of experience and passion and knowledge that, you know, in your in your free time, what are you Googling up on your phone? What are you listening to? What kind of other, po what other podcasts besides this one are you listening to? You know, what kind of categories then could those certain types of nonprofits be considered under that passion, knowledge, or experience? So this is really now going to connect you 
what you bring to the table, what your experience does, but what you're passionate about and what types of nonprofits you want to connect with. Now that we have step one, identify your skill set. Step two, identify your passion, experience, and knowledge. Now we're going to get into step three. Step three now is going to kind of take one and two and put them together. So I want you to think of low-hanging fruit right now. You can definitely come back to this in six months and a year, and you can update this. But to get your first 10 or more, (laughs) 10 more nonprofits quickly, I want you to do this activity pretty quickly, right? So let's take your skill set and passion and knowledge and apply it to what types of nonprofits you want to reach out to. For example... My current skill set is in writing foundation grants, and I have volunteered for at-risk youth centers. Therefore, the lowest hanging fruit is to reach out to youth nonprofits and offer them foundation grant writing services. See how easy that is? I basically took the skill set, and then I took the passion or experience, and then I put them together so you immediately have a tagline, you immediately have a focus, and you immediately now have a plan. Oh yes, a plan. And really don't take a lot of time to do this. Um, Brian Tracy, the author of Eat That Frog and Goals and a number of other books, um, who is absolutely amazing. He always asks like some of the biggest, like the deepest questions, like what is your major goal in life? And he's like, answer in 30 seconds. (laughs) He's always like, because your gut will tell you the answer real quickly. What you have to respond to And when you have to respond pretty quickly, and like I said, you can always come back to it, but go with your first initial quick response. And believe you me, that is usually the best one. So in your downloadable, you're going to say what your current skill set is or what you want to grow, the passion and knowledge you have. And therefore, this is the formula that you have, you guys, you should reach out to these types of nonprofits and offer this type of service. That's as easy as it gets. So, and of course, like I said, this is just to start off with, and you can always come back to this as you build up more skill sets, et cetera. But this is what's going to get you moving. And it's what is going to set you apart from so many other freelance grant writers and nonprofit consultants who are still stuck in what type of nonprofit they should even reach out to because they're not even thinking that way. They're just thinking, I should just get nonprofit clients in general, right? This is going to be the major difference. All right, so now we have step one, identify your skill set. Step two, identify your passion, experiences, and knowledge. And step three, decide types of services to offer first. Now we're going to go into step four, create a nonprofit client lead list. And yes, this is definitely you want, you're gonna, this is your goal to get your first 10 nonprofit clients. Do you then think your nonprofit client lead list should only have 10 nonprofits on it? No, we're going to give you 50 leads, all right? And of those 50 leads, I want you to gun for 10 secured clients. But that's why this is called a lead list. It's not a secure list, a lead list. And step five, we're going to give you the next step. But first, I want you to identify 5050 nonprofit client leads. I am going to give you kind of sub-steps under step four. So we have five sub-steps under step four that we're going to identify right now so you know how to find those nonprofits. This is 
gold, you guys. And in the Freelance Grant Writing Master Course, we go way more deep into this, um, into all of these steps and actually how to build out your entire business from the ground up with even getting your name organized, with getting you set up, your business set up logistically, and getting all of your marketing done, etc. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and talk about these sub-steps. So what I call this is step 4A. The first thing I want you to do is to find nonprofits in your geographic area by contacting a local, regional, or national, or all three of those, nonprofit association and look at their members. All right, so we're just not Googling nonprofits in Chicago, right? I want you to look at different types of nonprofit associations. Um, so what that means is that nonprofits actually are members of these associations. And a lot of these associations will offer an annual conference, they'll offer online training, they'll offer different types of services, and it's basically a hub for nonprofits in your area. So your direct city, if you're, or if you're in a town, if you're in a rural area, may not have one of these, but your region will have one of these. Um, or you can always go to your national nonprofit umbrella or association. So for example, the national, um, kind of one of the national leaders in this, in the United States is the National Council of Nonprofits. So you can definitely go there and you can find different chapters they have. You can find different members. They actually have a state map that you can click on. And when you click on that state map, so say if you're in Oklahoma, it'll then bring up the Oklahoma chapter, right? And it'll give you their website and everything. So then you can go to that website and then you can find the nonprofit members. Now this is gold because if you just said nonprofits in my area, you're gonna get a whole list of nonprofits that might not even be really active anymore. However, if they are members, paying members specifically, to an association, they're probably pretty active. And the other thing is, this is great, they are interested in learning and connecting and growing. All right, because they're actually a member of an association. So they have that motivation and that drive. Compare that to a nonprofit that's not a part of an association, right? Um, you know, you might reach out to them, but they just don't really, you know, they don't take their professional development very seriously. They may not have a budget line item for that, etc. So they might be a harder sell to pick up as a client, right? To really they might not understand the beauty and the investment of hiring a grant writer or a nonprofit consultant. But compare that to a nonprofit that's already a member of an association, right away, their mindset is different. They clearly have in their budget um, a line item to join an association, to invest in their leadership, to invest in their training, in their affiliations, etc. So right away, it's just a different mindset. So you're already weeding out these nonprofits that might not be a good fit just by doing this step. In the downloadable, I give you other examples too for different regional nonprofit associations. So do get that downloadable so you have the links and you have the images so you can see what's going on there. What I want you to do is find these different associations and list down at least 10 nonprofits then that would be a good fit. 
All right, so find 10 nonprofits by going through these different associations, seeing who their nonprofit members are, and you can visit their websites and just get an idea if you think they would be a good fit and just go ahead and list down these 10 leads. Now let's go ahead and go to step 4B, so our second kind of sub-step under step 4. The next place where you can find some leads are by visiting nonprofit conferences. So maybe you're just checking out previous conferences, or maybe you enroll and actually to attend some upcoming conferences. And a lot of them are online these days, so that just adds a lot more ease and it takes away travel money, etc. So that could be a really great way to network. Um, but go to these different conferences, even if it's from last year or the ones that are upcoming, and see what nonprofits are attending. Now it's really cool to find these nonprofits because once again, these nonprofits that will attend conferences, or some of them are even um, the nonprofit leaders are speakers at these conferences in breakout rooms or they're the main speaker, etc. And you can you will find nonprofits who are invested in their learning, right? They want to have more opportunity to network. They want to see resources. They want to learn different things. They are really invested, and they are the ones that have these types of things in their budget. So we want to go and visit the different types of nonprofit conferences. And in your downloadable, I give you several links that you can check out so you can kind of find. But for example, one of them I found was a nonprofit technology conference. Um, there's all type, there's like faith-based nonprofit conferences. There's so many out there that you can find your specific category of what you're interested in, right? And attend those types of conferences. So go ahead and go and look at these conferences, um, either previous ones or upcoming ones, and find the different nonprofits that will be attending and list down 10 more leads. And once again, when you find the nonprofits that are listed that are attending these conferences, you can go to their specific um, homepages or websites and get a better feel from them to really see if they think that they would be a good fit. All right, so let's go to 4C, our third subset under step four. All right, Chambers of Commerce. What, Holly? Aren't those for for-profits? Well, let's see. A lot of business owners are also what? They also serve on board of directors. I also found this amazing article about why nonprofits should join Chambers of Commerce, and I have that for you in your downloadable. It's super cool. I have a link to that. But the main factor is, think about it. Why would a nonprofit join a Chamber of Commerce as a member? Well, there are a lot of advantages for a nonprofit to be a member. For one thing, like I was mentioning, a lot of these business leaders are looking to serve on nonprofits as board of directors. Another thing is, you know, all of a sudden the gatekeepers are gone. If you want to solicit for your fundraiser coming up or whatnot, maybe you can get a two-minute speak at a meeting, right, to talk about your nonprofit's event coming up because you are a member, right? So there's another way of just it's allowing you to go directly to decision makers in the business and to network and partner a lot more. So a lot of nonprofits actually do join Chambers of Commerce. 
And the other thing is there's different types of chambers of commerce, right? There's women's chamber of commerce, Korean chamber of commerce. There's all types of different subcategories of different types of chambers of commerce that nonprofits will join that are in that specific category as well. So do look at these different types of chambers and then see who their members are. So on their website, they actually publish their members and the member contact information. So it's a great way for you to say, okay, these nonprofits are completely serious. Once again, they're usually paying a certain membership fee to be a part of this chamber of commerce. So you know that they have the line item of professional development in their budgets, right? So they're already forward thinking and you will have the information there to reach out to them. So that is a great way of finding 10 more leads. So go ahead and write down 10 more leads by looking at different chambers of commerce in your area or your region and being able to see who is there and what, what type of nonprofits really resonate with what you want to do. And just as a side note, this is not just for the U.S. There's different chambers of commerce and different nonprofit conferences, et cetera, and associations all around the world. So I do give you a few other examples in the downloadable. All right, so now you have 30 leads. Let's go ahead and up that to 40. Our fourth different uh, way of our subset of step number four, for d is to go to guidestar.org, and that is online, all right? So it's basically just guidestar.org. But this is a great, great platform where you can browse the directory of charities and nonprofit organizations that it has there. And you might be surprised if your nonprofit is listed and you've never even heard of GuideStar. What they basically do is pull the 990s that are submitted to the IRS every year and they get their information there. So it's a great way to see who is all active. Once again, there's a lot of nonprofits out there listed that aren't filing or they're filing zero every year, right? Because they're just not active. This will give you a great opportunity to see, you know, you can actually look at the 990s of nonprofit organizations, you guys, and see like, you know, what types of budgets they have and what they're spending their money on. You can also look at foundations here and see what there's, who they're giving grants to, etc. It is a great, great resource. But you can also browse by the category of nonprofits. So for example, you could look at arts, culture, and humanity nonprofits, education and research nonprofits, environment and animals nonprofits, etc. So this is a great way to kind of narrow that down and niche it down further. So I want you to go ahead and add up 10 more nonprofit leads by looking on guidestar.org. Okay, so let's get down to our step 4E, our fifth and final step under step four. All right, so now that you have all the other, (laughs) you have your 40 client leads, you're gonna add 10 more, so now you're gonna have 50 total client leads. You are gonna use social media. And how are you gonna use social media is I give you a few examples. You can use LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, um, any one of these are all three of these. You can kind of utilize these a little bit differently in each platform. Um, So I'm going to give you some tips on how to use those and how to find the best fit nonprofits. All right, so let's go ahead and look at LinkedIn first. So I love just going in and using the hashtag or you can just type it in the search bar. Like my example was animal nonprofit, right? And when you put anything in the search bar in LinkedIn, What you're gonna see at the top are buttons. And these buttons include people, so you can actually 
animal, anyone that has anything to do with animal nonprofit in their LinkedIn profile, you're going to be on that people button, right? Companies. So you're going to have anything that any companies that have animal nonprofit, you could click on that and see all of those. Post. So anyone who posts anything about animal nonprofit, you're going to see all of the different posts. They also have groups. So groups are excellent. So if you, you know, want to see the different groups about animal nonprofits, you can click there. Jobs, school, events, etc. And I love groups on, on LinkedIn. They're really great. So some of the groups I found on LinkedIn, there were 41 results when I put in animal nonprofit. And an, one of them was animal rescue groups. Another was aquatic animal life support operators. Another was Animal Law Guild. They had 277 members. So the animal rescue groups had 9.8 thousand members. So it's really cool. You can very much get specific, right? And the types of groups. And believe you me, those are probably a lot of those who are posting in those groups, those 9.8 thousand members for animal rescue group. They're probably a lot of nonprofits, right? Nonprofit leaders that are at work in animal nonprofits. So it's a great way for you to find these nonprofits and really you, then you can see what they're posting as well, what they're resharing. Um, you can check out their profiles. You can really kind of see what they're all about and have a really good way of identifying the best fit ones. Now let's go ahead and look at Facebook. Facebook, you can do the same thing. You can put an animal nonprofit in the search bar and guess what? Same thing. You get all of each other. You can find people that have that on their um, profiles and groups, pages as well. So a lot, you'll find a lot of pages because those will be nonprofit pages. So when I looked at the different pages, it was um, one came up, Mercy for Animals. They have 2.5 million likes, right? So there's a lot of different pages that came up that then I could connect with and see, okay, who are these nonprofits? What are they posting? What are they doing? What kind of fundraisers are they doing? Um, you know, what kind of grants maybe have they gotten awarded? Etc. And then I can really start connecting on a more authentic way with them by maybe resharing their post, um, you know, asking them, hey, do you guys have any grants coming up that you want support with, etc. And then there's Instagram. Instagram, you can really, really uh, utilize the hashtag. I love hashtags on Instagram. I think Instagram is a great place to connect with people. So you can put in, I, what I did is put in the hashtag animal nonprofits, right? And then it came up with 598 posts. So 598 posts utilize the hashtag animal nonprofits. And I can actually follow that hashtag. So whenever somebody uses the hashtag animal nonprofits on their post, I will see it on my thread, which is really cool. And, you know, so then I could go ahead and say, okay, who are the nonprofits out there that are really use, using this um, hashtag a lot? So I could just click on that post and then I could click on the profile pic and it would bring me back so I could kind of see what they're all about and what their home on Instagram looks like. Um, and then I can find really good fit nonprofits. All right, so that's what you need to do now is to find, go out on, on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and find 10 more ideal nonprofit leads. Now you have completed four steps. We have our fifth and final step coming up. And you have 50 nonprofit leads listed. Now, step number five is 
pitch to nonprofit client leads. All right, so now is your point of, I gotta get at least a fifth of these, right, as clients. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do this. Cold calling doesn't have to be the only way. So I have some great ideas for you. So one idea is to reach out to five associations, you know, those nonprofit associations, or maybe those chamber of commerce, and ask if you can run a free grant writing workshop for their members. What, free? What are you talking about, Holly? Well, here's why I recommend that. While you're building up credibility in your platform, this is a great way to get free exposure, right? If you can speak at a nonprofit conference or you can do a workshop for a nonprofit association or for a chamber of commerce, you know, you are gonna get a lot of exposure. They're gonna be talking about your workshop coming up. They're gonna be publishing, you know, it everywhere. And you're gonna get a lot of potential leads that'll show up. But I know what you're gonna ask me. You're gonna say, but Holly, if they come to my workshop, why would they hire me? Well, let me tell you a little secret. (laughs) A lot of people that come to your workshops will hire you they're gonna realize they wanted to learn how to do grant writing, but when you started talking about it and when they realize that there's actually work that goes into it, they're gonna say, okay, now I kinda understand what's going on. I wanna hire you because you clearly know what you're talking about and you can get it done a lot quicker than I can. So let me hire you. This is a great way to get inside the door and to get exposure at the same time. Here's another idea. Offer a limited number of sales for a certain youth foundation grant. Remember in the beginning of this, you said, okay, my my thing is I have a at-risk youth background and I have foundation grant writing as my skill set. So I'm gonna write $1,000 flash sale to write youth nonprofit grant X and I'm gonna limit it to five nonprofits. So you could definitely then target those types of nonprofits and just let them know you have this big sale coming up, but it's gotta be a big sale. And this is a little like cold calling, you guys, but it's a little bit different because it shows a lot of value and it gives them something where they're gonna get a big discount. Another idea is to follow 50 youth nonprofits on social media. Once you follow them, reach out and let them know about an awesome foundation grant coming up and repost about all the cool things they are doing. Not you're doing, that they're doing. All right, so in this way, you can reshare some of their posts. Maybe they have a fundraiser coming up and you can say, hey, I see you have a fundraiser coming up. Um, Do you wanna come and do a live on Instagram, on my Instagram page, um, where I can interview about it and we can publish it there and get more eyes on your fundraiser? Things like that. You wanna add, add, add value all across the board before you reach out and say, hey, I'm also for hire. Because here, look at this. If you said, hey, um, I see you have a, a fundraiser coming up. It's really cool. I love what you're doing with youth. I have a lot of experience with serving at-risk youth, and my heart is really passionate about this. So I would love for you to come on and do an Instagram Live um, with me on my platform where you can talk about this fundraiser that you have coming up and get some more eyes on it from my followers. So if you do that, don't you think they're going to ask you, oh, So I see you're a consultant, what kind of work do you do? Once you give someone some flattery and some space and give them some value, they're usually gonna start asking you about your services. You don't even have to start off with them. It's a really cool thing. And you develop some really awesome relationships that way. 
So even if they don't, they're not going to hire you right away, they're going to be, they're going to remember you and they're probably going to refer you when they have someone asking them, hey, do you know any grant writers? Here's another idea. Reach out to your friends and let them know that you're starting a freelance grant writing business or nonprofit consultancy. Ask them to share your post on social media or with their church, associations, networks, etc. You know, you could just do a simple email, you guys. Hey, I'm starting a freelance grant writing company. I offer foundation grant writing specifically for at-risk youth organizations. If you know anyone that needs some assistance, please send them my way. That's it. Believe you me, they are going to share that. And here is a final idea. Publish a website and put your services on the website, but more than that, also start creating a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, or some other way that you can consistently share value. In this way, it's gonna set you up with credibility, you are gonna become the expert in those areas, and you can even have guest blogs come on, you can interview people on a podcast or on a YouTube channel. You can do some really cool things so you can start bringing those nonprofits on your, your show or your, your channel to talk about what they're doing and also really develop some great leads that are a little bit more solid. So those are some great, great ways that you can then take that list of 50 nonprofit client leads and now start pitching to them. And mind you, I don't just pitch just to say, hey, I can write grants. Are you interested, right? These are better ways. They take a little bit more time, but believe you me, it is going to be a big payoff in the long run, and it's going to save you a ton of time. Now, you can see by doing these five steps how all of a sudden you're going to go away from the overwhelm of being like, um, I guess I'll write grants for nonprofits. And you can see how broad that is and how hard that would be to market and find nonprofits, like what type of nonprofit, right? But you can see by doing these five steps how it's going to make your life way easier and you're going to get your client leads a lot quicker. So let's go ahead and rehash the five steps that will set you up for success in getting your first 10 clients or adding 10 more clients to your list. All right, step one, identify your skill set. Step two, identify your passion, knowledge, and experience. Step three, decide which type of service you want to offer first. Step four, create a nonprofit client lead list. Remember, you have those five different ways to help you get at least 50 leads on your list. And now to secure at least a fifth of those leads, step five, pitch to nonprofit client leads. All right, guys, do grab that downloadable grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 157. You can get the complete roadmap there, which is a 30-page um, roadmap. It's really great. It has a ton of links at the end, um, and throughout it gives you real examples and screenshots and everything. And I'd love to hear from you if this has helped you secure your first 10 nonprofit clients or 10 more nonprofit clients please do give me a shout. You can definitely find me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Holly Rustic, H-O-L-L-Y-R-U-S-T-I-C-K, or you can send me an email. Um, if you download this roadmap, you'll be on my email list, so then you can definitely have my email there. And if you want to share this podcast or this episode or this roadmap, please go ahead and send them the link um, to your friends, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 157, so they can also download the roadmap and get this valuable information. And I hope to see you all in my five-day Facebook challenge in March, and of course, in my eight-week 
freelance grant writing master course where you will just up the level and increase your game and your skill set so you can really get more and more nonprofit clients and help them advance mission, increase funding, and to grow capacity. All right, guys, I'll see you next week as we have Mr. Sean Kosofsky on the podcast. And of course, have a great, great, happy Valentine's Day weekend as you enjoy time with your friends and family. I love you guys all and hope you enjoy your Valentine's weekend.